is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach. And today I welcome Rebecca Bastian to the show. Rebecca will talk about the complex life paths of women and creating social impact through technology. Rebecca, welcome to the show. We've got so many cool things to talk about. I am eager to dive in. But you wrote this really cool new book called Blaze Your Own Trail. So what was the impetus for that? Yeah, thank you. And thank you for having me on the show. Um, So yeah, the book, Blaze Your Own Trail, really came from an observation I've had for, for years now. So I've been in varying leadership roles and mentorship roles. And as such, I've had conversations with hundreds of women. And there's this common theme where I notice women worrying a lot about their path through life, worrying about where they're going and how they're going to get there and hoping they don't get it wrong. And um, and also noticing that a lot of the situations that I hear women confiding in me about that they're going through, they think they're the only ones going through them. And that's because there's a lot of things that just don't get talked about so much. So they can feel really isolating. But in reality, there there's a lot of these shared experiences. And so the goal with Blaze Your Own Trail was really to embrace the idea that there is no one right path and that a lot of the more difficult or nuanced or less talked about things in our lives are actually ones that so many different women are experiencing. And yeah, so, I love that. It uh, gave people this this feeling that, okay, I'm not out there alone. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Please no, keep no. going. <laughs> well, I was just going to mention the format of the book because that's that's kind of a unique part of it. And I've tried to make it really experiential in those goals. And so it's actually kind of a choose-your-own-journey book, which means that at the 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 reader is the person going through the story. You are the main character. And at the end of each chapter, you make a decision, and that tells you what chapter to go to next. And so as a result, there's a ton of different paths that you can take through the book. Um, the table of contents is, a, is essentially a, a big decision tree. And um, there's 19 different endings. And so it, it kind of lets you experience the fact that there's so many different paths your life can take. And oftentimes, the outcomes of your decisions aren't all that predictable anyways. And hard things can happen. But also, we can be okay through any of it. So was this inspired by something in your own life? Because it's such a cool interactive experience of blazing your own trail. I mean, it really is, it's great fun in the book. And and I so appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, so I come from, I do have a, a product management background, which means I think my brain kind of works in decision trees. Um, gotcha. So I think that's part of it. But to be honest, I actually woke up in the middle of the night with the idea for this book. So it really just was implanted in my brain somehow. And (laughs) I just, I woke up and I was like, this is what I need to do. I'd been thinking, I've been writing for several years now, articles and and some different um, bylines, but, um, and had kind of been thinking it would be fun to write a book, but didn't have an idea for what that might be. And so this really just came to me and I knew I had to run with it. So this also uh, spawned the idea for your company, Own Trail. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it started with the book and I was thinking about what would be kind of a cool website for the book, but then it ended up really taking on a life of its own. And so the the idea with Own Trail is that 
while the book has, you know, a lot of different paths and different endings, those are just a really finite subset of the different experiences that women actually go through in their lives. And so with OwnTrail.com, it's, it's a platform that allows women to share what their path has been through life as a series of interconnected milestones. And women do this as a microactive mentorship because what we believe is that traditional kind of one-on-one mentorship, while it can be really powerful, is not reaching as many women as needed. In fact, only about 25% of women are actually giving the mentorship they want to be giving or getting the mentorship mm-hmm. they want to be receiving. And so a lot of the problems that that need to be solved behind, you know, that are kind of the need behind women saying they want a mentor really is in understanding the authentic journey through life and understanding the many paths that can lead somewhere and seeing people who look like them in the places they might aspire to. And so Own Trail is really creating that way for women to give back to those coming up behind them by sharing what their trail has been. And then as we aggregate all those trails together, it becomes this really powerful platform to be able to get the guidance and inspiration that women are looking for as we navigate you know, any obstacles or as we work towards any goals in our lives. So Rebecca, the, the book seems beautifully multi-generational, but my impression is that the choose your own story interactive nature of your passion was was targeted toward millennial and gen z is that accurate or or do you see this as something that women of all ages could participate in i actually really see it as as a um, pretty broad audience so yeah, but there's different kind of scenarios for how women might be consuming both the book and the owntrail.com website, which is, you know, women starting off in their lives. So kind of like the protagonist is in the beginning of the book where she's just graduating from college, um, can be looking ahead and, you know, both kind of imagining what might lie, might lie ahead, but also building up the confidence to be okay with, with uncertainty or with the different bumps in our roads. And so really kind of as a preparation thing. But, you know, we keep navigating decisions and the book spans up until the character is probably in her early 40s and and dealing with a whole, you know, there's so many different issues that that we go through in our lives and different milestones and accomplishments and, and everything in between. And so um, I actually, I have a book club that um, I used as beta readers when I was going through the editing process for the book. And those are all women in their 40s who I would say we had one of the best book club discussions we've ever had because it's so fun to be able to look back on the decisions we've made and think about the different paths we could have taken and, you know, all the what ifs if we'd made different decisions. And so I think it can be really relevant and fun for for that. And I would mention, too, that one thing that's actually been really interesting and a little bit surprising but um, kind of makes sense is that – Several of the people who have reviewed the book um, on different publications have been men, and they've really enjoyed it, too, um, because I think it gives you this kind of experience of what it's like to be a woman in all these different decisions. And so they all spoke of really kind of the, the compassion and empathy that it brought to them in terms of understanding what these different life paths and also the commonalities that, you know, some of the – many of the plot lines are not only unique to women. And there's there's obviously um, uncertainties and choices and obstacles in our lives that are shared across genders as well. Yeah, it really gives you the opportunity to walk in someone else's shoes or, or make those your own shoes, right? Yeah, exactly. But I thought it was – 
a really cool juxtaposition of the professional and personal issues, because let's face it, work and life are combined, right? Was that intentional? Tell me about that journey for you. Yes, very intentional. In fact, you know, both with the book and with Own Trill, um, you know, part of, part of the thinking here is that I think there's a miss in the way that society and media and social media kind of break out personal lives versus professional lives as being these two separate things, and particularly for women, um, that I just, I don't, I, I know very few women who do compartmentalize their lives that way, and the ones that do need to really work at that, but I think that the natural state is that the two are so integrated, and I think it kind of sells our, our experience short to try to separate them out into to two different categories. So true. <laughs> Rebecca, we'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedowdhiggins.com. You know, it, it gave me uh, such a sense of permission to, to really understand that we don't have to know exactly where we're going all the time, right? We can zig and zag and, and try different things. And I think so many women get stuck in their heads thinking they have to know exactly what's next. Tell me more about that because clearly that was an intention for you. Yes, exactly. I mean, I think it's interesting because you can look back on on your life and tell a story that makes it look very linear and intentional, you know, by connecting the dots. But right. in reality, when when you're blazing that trail, um, you know, I, I – for myself at least, the coolest things that have happened in my life have been ones that I hadn't planned very much for or that I didn't have necessarily um, sound reasoning behind. But I think, you know, I, I really try to, when I talk with women who really feel almost dogmatic in their need to know exactly where they're going, um, I really try to encourage them to both, you know, kind of relax and recognize that that we can't predict all this and that that some of the coolest things that happen are when we stay open to possibilities. But then also, you know, I think it is nice to have kind of a rubric for how we navigate life. And so um, the advice I tend to give, which I think really leaves us open to a lot of possibilities, but still gives us a, a way of thinking about it, is to to always be paying attention to what you're enjoying, right? Where, where What you're passionate about, where you're finding energy in life. And look at what you're good at, what skills you hold. And those aren't always the degree you got or the experience you have. But, you know, sometimes it's those kind of soft skills or transferable skills um, like problem solving or creativity or collaboration or, you know, those things that you can apply to a lot of different things. Um, and then lastly, look at where you're needed. So where is there opportunity that you can be helping with or, or systems that you can be changing? And I really think when you triangulate those three things and are always kind of doing a, a little check-in with yourself about those, <laughs> that you can end up in in some places that you might not have anticipated or you know goals you might not have known to go after, but that can be really meaningful and fulfilling. And you handled some really vulnerable and real issues with such grace and 
for example, uh, harassment, right? Or becoming pregnant or trying to get pregnant or maybe a red flag with a partner. So that was real. That was visceral. And was that difficult to incorporate or was that just a natural uh, part of this whole journey? Yeah. I mean, it was the writing experience was very interesting just because a lot of it just kind of flowed out of me in a way where, so I sat, when I had the idea for the book, I sat down and kind of outlined what I thought the decision tree would look like. And what I ended up writing was pretty much 100% different from that. So I kind of rewrote the whole decision tree as I went and it kind of came out. And I think, you know, I obviously haven't been through all of the experiences in the book myself because, you know, many of them are mutually exclusive. Um, Mm -hmm. But most of the stories that kind of are incorporated into the plot line are ones that, you know, some of them myself and many of them close friends or women who have confided in me have gone through. And so I've had enough detailed description of those things to be able to, to I think, you know, hopefully portray them accurately within the plot. And then I did for, for some of the experiences where I didn't have as much um, kind of direct storytelling behind it, I did start reading some different blogs to try to understand what those experiences really felt like for people going through them. Well, it was very real. And, you know, certain things are relatable to certain women, but but I found that really refreshing. So I thank you for that. So there was a great infusion of research, which I didn't expect. And and those data points were really helpful. What was your intention behind that? Yeah, I mean, it really comes back to that that solidarity thing of you're not the only one going through this. And you can kind of tell someone like, oh, you're not the only one going through this. Other Other women go through it too. And like, that's nice to hear. But with the data that I wove into the book, it was like, well, no, this research has been done. It's statistically significant. You are not the only one going through this. This is this is what percentage of women are are also going through this experience, or this is what percentage of of women, you know, what they did next when faced with this decision. And so through through that data, I think it really brings home the point that we are all in this together and we are all going through these these different experiences. Yeah, it was really affirming. I I couldn't agree more. So I was surprised that all of the endings you share are happily ever after. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you read the book, you realize it's a little bit tongue in cheek. None of them are are fairy tale endings, of course. But but the goal with happily ever after is kind of um, recognizing that we can make it through all sorts of twists and turns in our lives, and we can be okay. We can find our happily ever after, even if it's not the the fairy tale ending that we had maybe hoped for. And so um, I don't know. It's kind of there's this there's actually this approach in cognitive behavioral therapy that I find really interesting, which is thinking through the worst case scenario of what could happen and then kind of thinking through how you're going to be okay despite that. Um, and so I think it's, it's a little bit of that exercise in the book. So do you think this has helped women de-stress about the decision-making? You know, I, I, I'm trying to see your brain, right? The decision <laughs> yeah. tree. Has this helped them on the journey? Has it given them some space and grace to, you know, exhale and make those decisions differently? I, I mean, anecdotally, yes, which is wonderful. You know, I've had some different women reach out to me and and let me know that, um, you know, they were going through a point in their life where they felt like the decisions were were daunting or unbearable, and this gave them a sense of calm of of recognizing all the different paths. And I think, um, and another, you know, another kind of reassuring thing is recognizing that there always is a decision to make, because I think that um, sometimes when one of the options in front of us feels really scary or risky or um, uncomfortable, we write it off as not being an option. And then we feel like we don't have a choice. And so I think um, 
just kind of reframing it to realize that there is always a decision. Even not making a decision is making a decision, right? And um, I think that it kind of opens up a level of optionality that can be comforting as well. Well, and what I found really cool was that, you know, we could make the choices in this book without the consequences, <laughs> right? You you could mitigate that risk, right? Because it was a, I don't want to say a fictional because it felt so real, right? But a scenario that you could live with virtually, right? So tell, tell me more about that because I think it empowers the reader to really think differently about what's next and perhaps take a different risk to say, look, this happened in the book, right? Maybe this is going to work out yeah, for me. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it's it's definitely fun and freeing to say, you know, I can turn back, I can literally turn back this decision and try something yeah, else. Yeah. But I think also, you know, New a lot of times if we make a decision and we're not that happy with the outcome, we imagine in our heads that if we'd made the other decision, everything would have turned out perfectly. And so I think, you know, by turning back and making the other, other decision and realizing, oh, there's still bumps in that path too. Like none of the paths yeah. are perfect. None of them are perfectly easy. And we can make it through any of them, but it's it's not like, oh, the path not taken was 100% the right one. Like, you never know. But I think, I don't know, I kind of like that that thought experiment. I loved it. Well, I enjoyed the book so much and I learned a lot from you today. What a joy to have you on the show. Let me tell our global listening audience about your book. It's called Blaze Your Own Trail, an interactive guide to navigating life with confidence, solidarity, and compassion. And of course, it's available on Amazon and at major book retailers. But I'd love for you to tell us more because you said on ownTrail.com, you've got a reading group and you can also buy the book on various independent booksellers as well. Yeah, there's more information about my book on ownTrail.com. And then there's a tab for read the book. And there is a book club discussion guide you can download there. And there's links to buy the books from some different local bookstores that I like to support as well. And then while you're there for you know, for any of the any of your listeners, which it sounds like is a lot of them that identify as women, I would absolutely love for you all to share your trails and start to get some some inspiration from the trails that other women have been sharing on there. Rebecca, that is awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you and I wish you continued success. Thank you for having me. It was great to talk with you. Thanks. And if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and even better, leave us a review because this helps new people find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at Higgins. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.